Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Mark Lawrence here filling in for Joe McGranahan, who's typically in the catbird seat anymore. Welcome aboard, sir. Good to see you back. Thank you so much for... You look a little older. Your beard's a little grayer. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it was had black in it when you left. Now it's all white. That's only two days' Are growth. Are you auditioning for Santa Claus? That's only two days' growth you're looking at right there. Well, <laughs> it's hard to see it through Isn't this that crazy? curtain, but it looks a little... Mm. Well trimmed, but awfully white. <laughs> it is neither. It is, it is awfully white. It is not trimmed. Okay. This is what happens if you don't do anything at all whatsoever to it for six weeks. So six weeks. Yeah, it's been it's been that long. What 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 are you attempting to achieve? I would like to. We are muzzleloader hunting now. And you have to have a beard for that. <laughs> it is. You have to dress like a Viking. Oh, so okay. this is part of the shtick. Yes, we all know the Vikings were great muzzleloader users. Well, they didn't have flintlock rifles yet, but they were developed at some time uh, by the Chinese. As a matter of fact, and then eventually uh, the Vikings were able to steal them and start to use them. So we owe China for the muzzle loaders and the flu or the virus. The the, the uh, virus started in China. We we know this to be true. Yes, so, yes, yep, absolutely. Okay, so to be continued. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Mark Lawrence, and uh, I'm going to blame it on me, saying I'm a little rusty today. I do have a frozen computer in front of me, and that is part of the dilemma that uh, we're enjoying right now. But nonetheless, uh, we're glad you're here. Everybody is here. Uh, Mr. Rob Center's got the day off, so uh, I'm so glad to say that we we budged in line to use the governor's word. The governor says he's not going to budge in line and get his vaccine first, even though a bunch of other eggheads in, in political worlds are getting there first. Uh, we have uh, Mark Stevens as our uh, producer next door, so we really appreciate him. Uh, we budged in his line and jammed ourselves in his schedule, and he's here today, so we appreciate that. And he's going to take good care of us, screen the calls and so on, and make sure that everybody gets through. And through to what you might be asking, if you're not familiar, on the mark. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show now underway. It's an open phones week. We'll have three days of uh, programming, and then on Thursday and Friday, we'll have CBS a Year in Review material to present. So we invite you to join us. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. Throughout our program, you can always email us at onthemarketwkok.com, as some folks did last week, and those uh, emails are pending. And you can text us at 70236. If you're a text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or send us a brand new text at 70236. One of the emails that was sent in on Christmas Eve says, Wow, did anyone notice it's Christmas? Now, this is when we were airing a best of program with you and your good guest, Carrie Albright, was in that week. And as a result, no, but I think this was from the program of Thursday, which were Wednesday, which was with. Uh, 
let's see who was here. Oh, Steve. Steve Kushaloff. What's your uh, Wednesday? Yes. Well, this is from Thursday when we were on the Best of program. No, but she's probably referring to Wednesday. Or was that? Oh, you ran that program on Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yep, yep, uh, yep. That's okay. And so, uh, w- while one of those divisive programs was airing, uh, one of our good listeners says, "Wow, did anyone notice it's Christmas? Seems like every Scrooge in the area." chose today to get in on the conversation and spread their venom. Can anyone stop and realize we are dawning the on we are dawning on Christ's birthday and being joyous and thankful uh, for what they do have. Are they being how about uh, could they be thankful for what they do have? I'm glad there is an off switch on my radio or my dial to choose some joyous Christmas music and not hateful rhetoric I'm hearing today. Stop and praise the season. I don't remember the rhetoric being particularly hateful on Thursday or Wednesday. Nor Monday. Monday, when uh, Carrie Albright was there. Right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, you and I are a little bit used to it. If you're sensitive to that and you are trying to enjoy a peaceful, reflective time and somebody calls in. Then why would you turn into a talk (laughs) show on radio? (laughs) Well, you never know. Maybe we are enjoying a a more festive and uh, grace-filled time, too. And maybe we've toned down the rhetoric and maybe we're not. Nah. No, I was going to say, are you all right? (laughs) It didn't happen. Okay. I know you didn't get a deer, but I think your mental capacity is sagging as well. Read this. I think this may relate to that theme. Right. Uh, Larry says, too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. That's a quote from John F. Kennedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, not necessarily the same thing. Yeah, I guess the programs were a little bit divided last week, but, uh, you know, that's the fodder for the show and kind of keeps things going. Well, I think, you know, you look at what we had happening last week. We had the uh, stimulus bill. We had, which is a really, a, I agree with the president's a disaster. I have some of the things that they sp- they're spending money on, you know, and it's it's hard hard to swallow. You know, they have basically... So that, well, you're summarizing the device of things last week, so the stimulus right. bill was one of them. They're saying there's $54 billion, 746 million or trillion, I don't know, some huge amount of money. But among the things, like they'll, a $1,327,000 study to see if people will eat ground-up bugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, yeah. when, and I think the president has made a very valid point. The American people need money. You know, let's face it, that we've got to do something for people who are hurting. So I agree with him. The the amount of money he wants to give, $2,000, is certainly better than 600 But what he wants to do is cut out some of this insane spending to finance it. Right. And Congress will not do that. I mean, you know, Congress never well, met a piece of pork it didn't like. Could he not veto the pork spending? No, they're all in one bill. Mm, the omnibus spending bill, is that what it, that was in? It's, there should have been two bills. One should have been COVID relief, and the only thing that should have been in it is funding for COVID relief. Right. The other was the stopgap bill to fund the government through, I guess, some small period of time. And the pork, right? And the pork. Okay. You know, that's where the $25 million for the Kennedy Center is in. And, of course, the Kennedy Center is closed, but let's give them $25 million so that if they ever reopen, they can enjoy that well, lavish let's, spending. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Why didn't the president raise these concerns earlier? He had Steve Mnuchin on board, and uh, why would the president announce? Now, he signed it anyway, under great uh, duress, I'm sure, but nonetheless, why would he not just speak up while the negotiations were underway? Well, let's face it. There were 6,000 pages to this bill. Do you think anybody actually read them? I doubt, and I... I so you think Mnuchin, that was as surprised as everybody that... I that only know one guy there. that would have tried 
tried to read it, and that would have been Fred Keller. I doubt that Fred would have gotten through 6,000 pages. <laughs> we and voted the, no for it anyway. I know. So. And the several, well, that was probably a safe vote. But seriously, how, how can you, how right. can anybody know what's in it? I, I doubt that Mnuchin, I think they were focused on the main points, which is, you know, how do we get from A to B? How do we help people who are in, in need of the pandemic funding? How do we help businesses? How do we help people who are unemployed? I think those were the things. And when it came down to uh, $1,700,000 to decide whether or not we'll eat ground-up bugs, that probably just slipped through a well, crack Well, the funny the thing is, for decades, that kind of spending has been going on, including all through the Trump administration. You know, if President Trump didn't like that kind of porkish spending, he should have done something the previous year or the previous year or the previous year, but rather than wait till pandemic spending is tied to it and then say, okay, finally, Mark, I'm putting my foot down. We're not going to allow this bill. His only choice is to veto entire bills that would shut down the government. And then you know what would happen? Well, the president shut down the government. He doesn't care about people. Which if did the president, happen If the times. president had been given line item veto, mm-hmm. and I favor that for both Democratic and Republican presidents, he could have X'd out the pork and let the bill fall, rise or fall on its own. And if the Congress wanted to override him on the pork, then it's on them. So you say Washington is a swamp to this very day, and the president has accomplished nothing. I think nothing. the swamp devoured the president, <laughs> which is what it set well, out to do. Case, he didn't yes. devour the swamp. All right. No argument there. All right. Well, we would invite folks to weigh in on this. This is a very important topic because the unemployment benefits, which were about to end, will continue. And the uh, issues that, were, that we were talking about, the uh, important spending for the... Uh, uh, the U.S. government and the COVID relief will continue, uh, but oh, and there's another included is all this what gender studies overseas? Uh, yes, and, gender I mean, studies. You know, in, and the funny in, thing in is, Pakistan. The the, uh, the president's staff pointed out over the weekend that that was the president's State Department that asked for a lot of this funding, but uh, again, doing nothing while the bill was being negotiated. But it doesn't. All of this is for naught. Well, if now I said it's to you, all just frivolous spending because the president signed it anyway. So your program director, WKOK. I'm running this place. I say to you, Mark, let me know what you'd like to have for WKOK next year. So you put down a whole bunch of things. You want a million dollars to study chairs, whether I'll eat right, ground up vehicles. bugs. I need right. a driver in the morning right. to bring me in. So, I mean, do I give that all to you? But I think Congress, you know, oh, all right, we'll, we'll put this in here. Somebody asked for it. And, you know, maybe it benefits some important senator's home district, you know, and a, a district there that have a, has a lot of bugs that they'd like to see people eat. <laughs> well, the Kennedy Center, that doesn't apply. Right. Well, all but right. But the Kennedy Center is is partially government funded, so and it is a probably a nearly billion dollar operation. Thousands of people who employ there, so I, you know I don't think that that's a terrible line item. But you found in there some money that goes overseas. What for gender studies? You just talked about that. Gender last studies year. in Pakistan. In Pakistan. Well, now as someone pointed out in a meeting I saw over the weekend, there? or if, do we not know, or do we pa- ever? Well, find I, out? I do know. If Pakistan, oh, okay. if Pakistan can afford its own nuclear weapons, it can afford its own gender studies. Supposedly, the whole idea behind the State Department is they want to make things better for women. This was Senator Lindsey Graham's particular thing. right? We're looking to make things better all over the world for women. In Pakistan, women can't drive. They need their husband's permission to own property or whatever. So I think they're looking for things to help that. But is that really our responsibility? This is their country. What if they're happy with that? You know, certainly they're not enlightened. Certainly we should be appalled by what they're doing. But on the other hand, is it our responsibility? 
ability to solve their problem with well, our money? No, 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 Joe. We're not. I do know this much that we're not imposing that study on them. That was they were requesting assistance, and it's part of a symbiotic, uh, cooperative relationship, and that's why we're doing it. it. Don't get me wrong; it is still a total and complete disastrous, uh, catastrophic waste of money. But we didn't just go over there and say, "Okay, we're going to make lives better for women." No, it is part of a uh, evolution and a growth that's underway there, and of which we're trying to be a part of it. So that's that's fine, and I, I think we should help them in some ways. But uh, I think the president is right on this topic. I think that you know, six hundred dollars is too little for people who need it. Now. You do not need $2,000. I don't need $2,000. Mark Stevens on the other side of the glass, uh, he's out living in his car these days because <laughs> he needs it. So the president I'm sure Mark right. appreciates Some, you bringing him into this equation. <laughs> he's just shaking his head laughing. No, no, no. But anyway, but I, the bottom line is there are Americans who really, 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 really need some help. And they could use not only $2,000, but they could use the $2,000 that you and I don't need. Well, Senator so, Toomey so, made that point this morning. He said, why should people who have never lost their jobs, like government employees, why should they get $2,000? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point, you know, and yet I know some people who, uh, despite having a drastic cut in their, their income because of COVID-19 and the fact that their business has been curtailed, they're told that the, the little amount of money they do make is too much to qualify for unemployment compensation. Well, and Now, Lindsay, that's ridiculous. Your friend Lindsey Graham yesterday on one of the talk shows said, actually, we don't know who the million of people are who are needy and we don't have time to whittle it out to find them but I have a suggestion for him what about the 10 million people who are unemployed? You know they're jobless, right? So why not give it to them and then come up with a, you know, some sort of a screening or application or existing a process that determines need, you know, based on individuals' need. What was your income last year? What is this sort of a deficit? Salvation Army does it every year for the Needy Family well, Fund. I think you can make the argument that's no longer the Needy Family Fund. It's here for good. Oh, here for good. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Sorry. So you could make the argument that people. Who, who get this money, who maybe don't need it, will spend it. Maybe they will do something to, well, yeah, uh, you I know, stimulate the economy. Maybe you'll go buy a new TV set. So well, somebody more, more money for my daughter. <laughs> or maybe you'll go to the grocery store or buy groceries so that uh, Joe Biden's uh, black woman who stocked the shelves for him while he was hiding in his basement can earn even more money. You know, maybe oh, you're you'll still do so. stuck on that plantation well, thing. <laughs> yeah, I am. You still don't get it. After so many African Americans have died and so many African Americans have been sickened, you still don't get that why wasn't he said the po- that. No, I don't because there are a lot All of people right. who stock shelves. I think that was a definitely a plantation mentality. No, I'm not. I'm just saying you that are the, <laughs> the master deflector. Of Everybody all keeps history. saying that to me, but I'm not. I'm just telling who you. Who said the it to you? Everybody uh, that co-hosts with me, Steve and um, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, yeah. Right. Well, it's obvious to anybody. Listen. If they're not used to it, I don't usually point it out. But there are there are things that are important equivalencies, and they should be pointed out. You can't just nothing just exists in a ba- vacuum. I I could tell you that everybody who loves history can cite you examples of things that happened uh, yesterday that are relevant to things that happened today. Now you call that deflecting. I call that perspective. Okay. You got a problem with that? <laughs> well, that's you want a, a piece of me? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's get some callers involved in this, and we'll see. Uh, uh, we are just doing a brief, or probably a brief reflection on what has led us to this point in terms of COVID relief. The, the uh, Joe McGranahan has accurately pointed out that the bill had quite a few things on it that really don't have anything at all whatsoever to do with anything at all whatsoever that advances interest in this U.S. of A. And the president knew that all along. And uh, but 
then in the end, of course, acquiesced and decided to sign it. I'd love to know what his reasoning was. He didn't actually tweet uh, why he was going to sign it, just that he did or, you know, why he had a change of heart. We'd love your view on this. Uh, was it okay that uh, the swamp funding for lots of Porky projects uh, continued as long as the COVID relief? What do you think about Joe's really imploring the government to come up with some sort of a needs-based opportunity for folks uh, to get assistance if they need it? And that would carve out Joe and I from that, so we wouldn't get that. Uh, but uh, we'd love to hear well, from you. Well, I, I would take it because I look at what the government, and one of the things the government spent money on, $174 million for lost drones over Afghanistan. <laughs> Why don't we send somebody out to look for $174 million worth of lost drones over Afghanistan that have to be replaced? Couldn't we pay some Afghanis to go look for them? That's probably what the money's for. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we there's uh, there's uh, Joe has a list in front of him. There's 28 different items of total ridiculosity on the part of the U.S. government, and these are the kind of things that they do every year in the omnibus spending bills that make it through, and then the president finally said, enough is enough. And, of course, as Joe just did, the president was balancing it with the fact that the measly $600 would really not help uh, families who really, really need some assistance. So what's your view on this? one 800 795 the telephone number, one 800 795 when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We appreciate you joining us this morning. One of our good listeners, Joe, upper right-hand corner. Says Trump has nothing to gain by politicizing this COVID-19 spending bill. It's just a pork-laden, horrible bill. $900 billion and only $189 billion directly for the people. Veto it and let it die. Well, he didn't do it. He enacted it. I guess the uh, stakes were pretty high if we'd have done that with the government shutdown and the military pay and uh, uh, other issues associated with that. So that's why the president didn't wish to do that. That. Well, yeah, he and, and he had a lot. He had a lot of a lot of pressure on him to sign it, mm -hmm. and I think that he did the right thing in signing it. But I think the Congress did the wrong thing in lading it with nothing but pork. Right, and fortunately, the discussions that preceded this uh, in, were revealing what what our Congress is really up to. Republican or Democrat, you should be ashamed to be in any, except for you get people like Fred Keller who voted no, wisely voted no for the stated reasons that we been talking well, about. Well, you know the national debt will never get paid down as long as politicians oh have anything to do with it. They'll just keep spending money. Uh, Mr. Tom, thank you so much for calling in from Sunbury. You are now on the mark. Yeah, well, you guys are either overthinking this or underthinking it. Trump didn't have any other reason to do what he's doing except to be mean, because he's not going to be the president. 
That's why he's doing it. He could care less if anybody gets two thousand dollars. He he could care less. He just wanted to be mean. That's so asking exactly for right, more, asking for asking for money. The president trying so to get more money for the trying to get more money for the American people. That's really mean, boy. What a meanie he is. <laughs> trying to get so people he help. <laughs> he told people. He told people to show up at the White House on uh, January 6th to cause problems when they're supposed to vote on whether they're going to accept the election or not. So that's all he's doing. All he's doing is causing trouble. Well, he's preparing to leave office. He's even said he hasn't conceded, but he has said that he uh, talked about the transition. So that kind of belies what you're just saying there, Tom. No, it doesn't. It's your opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that, what did you just give me? Your opinion, not facts. Your opinion. And I don't think I don't think the guy and I said it on the guy said it on TV. I don't think the guy will ever go back to the White House again. I, I just think stay he's at Mar-a-Lago, Mar and I don't think mm -hmm. he's ever going back. Well, why would he? He can do everything remotely there anyway. Well, so. that's what I mean. And then that gives him an out that I that gives him the out that he didn't. You know that that he's not leaving the White House on that day or whatever. He's already out, mm -hmm. so he's gonna he, he'll never go back. I think he's out out of the White House for good. And if you're wrong, will you apologize? <laughs> just no, out of I curiosity. Won't apologize? No. Nobody well, you just said he won't. I hope he does stay out. <laughs> yeah, I don't see he's what he's going to be is, is is a pain in the you know what till the January the twentieth. He's going to be nothing but trouble. I think he's got more That's of these uh, these uh, bad, uh, what are they, uh, not vetoes, did the pardons. You think he's got more of these bad pardons ready to go? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> That's another thing. Why did why did he pardon Bill Man, uh, Paul Manafort, but not Rick Gates? Rick Gates was, was uh, Paul Manafort's... Uh, Accomplish. Have both the stayed just as bad as the other one. Have both stayed an ally to the president? No, the Rick Gates turned on him. Right. Okay. Well, that's why you don't get pardoned. You answer but, but the, your own that's, question. That's no. That's not how pardons are supposed to work. You're not <laughs> supposed to pardon somebody because they because they stuck up for you. And the other guy. They're both crooks. They're both. They were both in this together, both of them. Well, you, they, were, they were partners. You do realize <laughs> that there are very few limits on presidential pardons. President Obama pardoned some people that were considered to be uh, sketchy, and so has every other past president at one no, point or another. President Obama did not, did not pardon anybody that had anything to do with government. These were people that were in prison. Were not that had nothing to do with him. Mm, yeah, but he had controversial parts yeah, too. Controversial. But, but not a so not to the level that President Trump has they done. They may it. have been controversial, but they had nothing yeah. to do with. They had nothing to do with that. Somebody uh, right. turned on him, and he's going to get back at them or something like that. Well, how's he, how's he going to get back? How's he going to get back at them by pardoning them? I mean, well, that doesn't sound like retribution. That sounds like mercy. No, he doesn't pardon the people he wants to get back at, and he pardons the people who remained allies. Joe, right. come on. Well, work, that's, work, his work right. he, that's his right. That's his <laughs> right. Right, no argument well, there. Joe, you keep saying that's his right, but it isn't right. It, it, is. it might be his right, but it's not what... It's not what is right. Some, they're going to have to make some serious changes to these... To these pardon rules, I don't know if they'll ever do it, but well, it's in the Constitution. The president's given that power in the Constitution, so you'd have to take well, a constitutional but, amendment. There's got to be some kind of rule set up here. This is ridiculous. Now he's gonna, 
Right. There He's are no rules. His kids. You know that before they're ever charged with anything. And he's gonna he's gonna go out of office for one day, and he's gonna have Mike Pence. Pardon him. You wait. You wait. It's coming. Well, we'll it's, see. This is ridiculous, but it's coming. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right on that one. All right. Well, I'd thank say, you so much. I'd say you're right. If you're right, I'll eat my hat, but I don't own a hat. <laughs> you don't ever wear any hats at all Seldom. whatsoever? Okay. Well, but which, we'll see. Whichever one you do have. <laughs> well, I hope you're wrong, Tom. I don't think that would be a very good way to go out the door. But Tom well, is obviously I right. he does it. <laughs> okay, we'll see. he does it. We're not going to have to wait very long to find out. No, about, about after January 6th. About after January the 6th, that's when this stuff's going to start. All right. One of our listeners says, hey, Tom, the pardon power of the president is constitutional and absolute for the president. President Obama pardoned terrorists, Tom, and you're worried about uh, some white-collar criminals. Take off your tinfoil hat, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, well, that guy better take off his his Trump hat. He points out, and you were talking when he said it, but he points out that Obama pardoned terrorists. No, he didn't. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Well, I'm sure Stan is always right. Just ask him. You tell, so. you tell Stan that Red Hat that that uh, uh, hate Red Hat spelled backward is hatred. Hate Red Hat is okay. Well, there you <laughs> have red it. Red Hat spelled backward is hatred. That's good. Stan. Good trivia. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate the call. Right. All right. Another listener. Blue Hat right. spelled backward is really fluff. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> Just making that up. Hatred is red hat spelled backwards. backwards. All right. well, so what does that mean, a red hat? That's that's red red hat, to make America great again. Oh, I got you. Okay, what's well, also my uh, mother is a red hat, and she's, they well, have no hatred. True. Well, no, they're nice ladies. Right, wonderful uh, ladies, typically um, older than young, but not old. Then, uh, But anyway, hey, to be continued, this is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Mark Stevens, one of the greatest announcers in the history of the world, is on the other side of the glass. Just a great, fabulous voice on 100.9 The Valley. And we're always happy to hear him uh, helping us out today. Uh, We budged into the middle of his schedule. He's super busy, uh, but has agreed to answer the phones over there. So uh, put him to work. 1-800. 7959565 is our telephone number 1-800-795-9565. I'm back after a couple of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days off. So it's glad to be back. You done now? I mean, can we rest? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Uh, my vacation days are all used up. So, but blended. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, glad to be back. And I really thank Joe. Joe did so much extra work last week. I just really want to call attention to him and thank him and uh, let you know that we. Appreciate 
appreciate you, Joe. You may not be appreciated anywhere else you go. <laughs> Probably am not. <laughs> but uh, I, I think you're wonderful. So. Well, I thank you. And may I say you're strikingly handsome, even with that scraggly oh growth around your face. <laughs> Jeez, maybe I'll get rid of it. If you don't like it, I'll get rid of it. Uh, our toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners who was uh, pretty critical of the president just a little while ago, talking about why the president was planning to veto it, because he's mean. Why would somebody veto that? You, you folks know that answer. It didn't end up vetoing it, so that was the end of that uh, whole issue. But uh, why would you sign it? Uh, what's, what was in it that you disagreed with? What do you agree with? Let us know. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You are welcome at any point during our program to email us at onthemarketwkok.com as two individuals have done. So feel free to email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. That's our Text Connect system. And I do see a couple of two, three folks have uh, taken advantage of the texting opportunity. So please stay in touch. Some very brief news headlines here. PennDOT reports today that three roadways that were closed are now open. Route 11 between Northumberland and Shimokan Dam is open. Middle Creek Road between Route 35 and Market Street in Union Township, Snyder County. That's basically the Sealands Grove uh, lower end there. That Middle Creek Road is now open. And River Road near Lewisburg is now open. Trouble is, one rural road still closed. Creek Road between Libby Road and Shirk Road in Lewis Township, Union County, still listed as closed. The body of a missing Bloomsburg woman has been found, and a man's been charged with murder. Erica Schultz's body was found Sunday along a local road in Butler Township, Luzerne County, arrested shortly thereafter. Harold Holman III, accused of murder. Uh, he's a transient. Uh, the disappearance happened over three weeks ago. Uh, Prez, nope, check that. Governor Tom Wolf says he's not going to do like Joe Biden and Mike Pence and, and get the vaccine in public, nor is he going to budge in front of people who shouldn't be getting the vaccine. When it comes to getting vaccinated against COVID-19, Governor Tom Wolf says... When it's my turn, that's when I'll be vaccinated. Uh, I'm not going to butt in line. I, I don't think the uh, priority has actually been set for people my age. Over 75 is now in the priority list. I'm under 75. So uh, I will get it whenever my turn comes. Wolf tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this month but had no symptoms. Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine says she's yet to make a decision about when to receive the first dose of the vaccine, but added that health care workers on the front lines of the pandemic should be vaccinated first. I'm Mark Sims. All right. Uh, from Penn Live, about two weeks after Governor Tom Wolf temporarily banned indoor dining, several restaurants in Pennsylvania have been ordered to shut their doors for defying the mandate. Earlier this week, the State Department of Agriculture announced it has ordered 40 restaurants to close for allowing patrons to eat indoors. The inspections took place between December 14th and the 20th. Under the governor's orders, restaurants are not permitted to be open. Restaurants in Mechanicsburg and High Spire are ones named are among the ones named by Penn Live that are open. And finally, a five-year-old boy in Brooklyn raised over $28,000 for underprivileged kids 
by meditating. Young Bond Hill has been meditating since he was 18 months old, not all the time, just occasionally, uh, when he heard some kids might not get toys this Christmas, so he held an online meditation marathon where he meditated for 24 minutes, his longest time ever. Thanks 24 to minutes, or did you mean 24 hours? Uh, it says minutes, no, but minutes, I, I bet it doesn't it's, sound like uh, very long time to meditate. Well, <laughs> but for a five-year-old, that would be a long time to sit still. Anyway, thanks to this selfless boy's efforts, the Coalition for the Homeless was able to give toys to 19,000 homeless children living in New York's shelters. So uh, $28,000 raised by that boy who's meditating. I'd love to know more about that. That's the only thing CBS provided that information for us. I'd love to know more about that. What kind of meditation are we talking about? And, and, of course, it would be great for kids. Most kids don't do that. So great stuff. All right, 1-800-795-9565, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Says Obama traded five terrorists for Bergdahl. Might not have been a pardon, but amounts to the same thing. Oh, so there, a, Tom. That was a trade. Right. right. And then big day yesterday for the Law and Order Party. Oh, this is from last this week. This is from last week. Trump pardoned Duncan Hunter and Chris Collins, two disgraced former congressmen convicted of fraud. Even better, he pardoned Blackwater contractors who murdered unarmed Iraqi civilians, including the guy who opened fire into a crowd of women and children. Actual murderers getting pardoned. I'm sure this will please conservatives. If there's one thing we've learned over the last four years, it's that conservatives love awful, terrible people. So this bill undoubtedly will excite all of you. I've know, I know I've been very critical of Trump, but clearly I was wrong. Pardoning criminals and killers is obviously a great way to show your respect for law and order, and a America is finally great again. Yeah, right. Anyway, have fun celebrating corruption and murder today, conservatives. Signed by E.B. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. So that's I think one. his tinfoil hat needs replaced, oh, too. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> definitely in the wrong. we got to get more war criminals and human rights violators to be off the hook, if, we, if somehow we can. Uh, okay, uh, now we're down here. Okay, look it up, Tom. Terrorists were pardoned by Obama. Oh, by the way, my red hat fits just fine. You may need to adjust your tinfoil hat. <laughs> All right, the next one. And then, good morning. Trump tweeted he will see everyone in Washington on the 6th of January. He invited all the people who believe his lies about the election. And wow, Tom's hatred of Trump runs deep. I thought the left's motto was love, Trump's, Trump's hate. I see nothing but hate from the left. Sorry. Yeah, they're love and inclusion as long as you agree with them. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795. That's the email that just won't go away. Right. 1-800-795-9565. Joe, you do the texts. Get rid of those. Okay. I'll go to the phone line. And Mr. Joseph, who I have missed dearly for 10 days, is back on the radio. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Well, thank you. That's the nicest thing I've said about me in a long time. <laughs> Why up? Yes, I wanted to comment on the, this bill. Uh, it's supposed to be a bipartisan bill, correct? It was bipartisan. Uh, yeah, it was. With bipartisan yeah. support, yes. Okay. Now, I'm sure that you gentlemen, as well as I, we were taught, I was always taught, never sign anything till you've read it. Okay? Uh, that's, that's really ignorant. And here, here's another point. The, the Democrats say the Republicans are evil. The Republicans say the Democrats are evil. evil. So it's bipartisan. So if they haven't read it, and I doubt if anyone has read 5,000 pages of that bill, either one of those parties, which are considered evil by the other, would have slipped something in there that was 
wrong. And they did, of course, you know. So what kind of people do we have in government, including the president? He signed it, you know. And he said formally when he signed the first bill here years ago, he, he would never sign another one like that, you know. But I know pressure was put on him to do that. And uh, I just don't, I, I can't understand that at all, you know. I mean, if somebody has a contract for me to sign, I sure want to read it. <laughs> because, well, yeah. You know, I'm going to have to stand by that contract because my signature's on it, right? One of our good listeners says the president had to sign it because military pay was tied to it. Well, I understand that, you know what I mean? And there, there was pressure put there, but you've got to hold your ground. Well, you know that, that among the things that are in the bill, $37,500,000 to help deal with truant Filipino youth. Yes, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and here's another thing. Well, president, uh, the president has what they call the bully pulpit, right? Right. So why doesn't he go on TV like President Reagan did and take it to the streets, take it to the people, and just sit down and have that fireside chat, and I'm sure CNN would have to cover it, you know what I mean? Uh, and, 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 you know, bring it out to the people who don't watch Fox News and get the truth about a lot of things, and not that Fox News is, is all, you know, one-sided, but they, they are lean more to, of course, the president's side and the conservative side. But, uh, you know, I, I think he ought to do that. Uh, and That's as far point. as uh, Tom, who had called in there, that the president just caused so much trouble. Yeah, he caused trouble. He got our dead soldiers back from... Uh, Korea, the remains of them. Uh, he's he's got out of the Paris Peace Accord or the uh, the uh, uh, climate accords or whatever the Iran deal. Uh, mm -hmm. He's got a fence belt. He's he's got border security in a lot better situation than it was ever before, and and uh, an economy that was was fabulous before this coronavirus, and got out of the. Uh, uh, what, what's that other deal? Uh, well, put tariffs on China. And he's done a lot of good things, which no one seems to want to recognize. Well, I think the president's legacy will be, he'll be remembered for those things. He certainly has accomplishments, and you just named a few, and there's many others. He yes, also uh, has, of course, the bombastic personality that will certainly remain as part of his legacy. But I, I do think that in the long run, President Trump will be remembered for, uh, you know, just loving this country like probably no other person ever has, and uh, and some accomplishments. But again, you know, is the uh, downside of the president is, you know, the... Uh, name-calling and the belittling of opponents and that kind of thing. But I think the president's hands were tied this time. He didn't want his legacy to be, I think or Senator Toomey really nailed it when he said he doesn't want his legacy to just be chaos. You know, you're sort of remembered for the last great thing that you did. And if the right. last great thing you did was to shut down the government and withhold pay from the military, that would be the highlight, not the cutting off of pork and arts money and whatever else was stuck in well, that Well, how about this? There's $700,000 to subsidize Tunisian Chambers of Commerce. Seven hundred thousand dollars. That's a bargain. <laughs> I would be happy to, to take that this, little amount. Yeah. This pork. Anyway. But how many people I, I would like that to, give I'd six thousand? Like say one thing yet on this signing this thing. Okay, as to putting your word to something, your signature to something you say you're going to do. It's very strong, and I, I'll give you a biblical reference of this. It's when Joshua went into the promised land, and Yahweh told him to kill all those people and to take those cities. Don't leave any of them. Anyway, the Gibeonites came and disguised themselves and lied to the Israelites, and the Israelites made a, a, a covenant with them that they wouldn't kill them. 
And later on, they found that they lied to them, but they had to honor that covenant that they made with them, uh, even under uh, false pretenses. And so that's how sacred your word is to the Almighty. And I think it should be that way to your people. Your word should right. be your bond. Your signature should be your bond. All right. And uh, if you're going to sign something, you better know what's there. Listen, thank you so much for calling in. Good to hear from you, Joseph. Thanks for checking in. Last caller before a quickie break is Mike from Bloomsburg. Good morning, sir. I missed you, too. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, uh, just before I talk about the uh, stimulus package, I want to mention two things that popped up on my radar concerning the virus over the weekend. One was an article in the Williamsport Sun Gazette by the uh, county coroner up there. And uh, he mentioned in there that... uh, the average age of the corona victim was 84 years old, okay? And I mean, to me, kind of sounds like the flu to me, in a way. And then the other thing he mentioned, he said that he didn't uh, have one corona death where the person wasn't either elderly in a nursing home and have comorbidities, you know, significant comorbidities. So I'm not saying we went overboard, but uh, in Japan, they did not have any lockdowns. They didn't have any of the extreme measures that we've had here in the United States. And in their society, where you know that they're really uh, bunched in in uh, heavy populated areas in several cities, they're very low death rates. I mean, among the lowest death rates there are anywhere in the world. And one of the things that they did was they measured the amount of CO2 in buildings. See, they didn't shut down restaurants and everything. They measured the amount of CO2, and if the CO2 concentration was less than 1,000 parts per million, that meant that there was adequate ventilation in the building to prevent the uh, spread of the virus by the droplets. So, you know, I I just have to say that I, I think... When we criticize, when people criticize the United States, you know, because we have so many deaths, we have so many this. I mean, I think that's justifiable criticism. But they're pointing the finger at Donald Trump, and they're not really pointing the finger at where it belongs. And to me, I think it's the uh, <clears throat> the scientific community and the states for not taking the measures that were necessary, the real measures to keep society moving in the right direction and, and protecting people. And that, that's really what I want to say about the virus. What do you think the president, now he, this is impractical, but like other countries, a, a president or a prime minister can do this. Do you think the president could have ordered the entire country to shut down, you know, no businesses, just as some sort of an essential, you know, sort of like Governor Wolf did, but the whole country. Do you think the president could do that if he so chose? No, he can't. The governors made that point when they argued with him that he didn't have the right to tell them what to do. Mike. Yeah, well, I I agree with Joe on this. And secondly, could you imagine the absolute utter chaos there would have been when you had states in the the upper Midwest, in north-central part of the country, that didn't have a single virus... uh, 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 outbreak at all, not a single case, and that and the president is telling them to shut down. Man, the guns would have came out. Well, it's like yep. when you go to Sullivan County. <laughs> you know, they had twenty some cases now, and their the restaurant the restaurant in Dushore's closed. This is not right. So, all yeah, right, thank exactly. you so exactly. Thank okay, you so much. Then, Mike. You have actually, I else? wanted to, to talk mm-hmm. about this stimulus package if that's possible. Yeah, uh, yeah, you have one minute. Go ahead. Okay, I think the Democrats played the Republicans and the American people like a fiddle from day one on this stimulus. 
they held it up with all types of outrageous things to you know do the best they could in the in the general election and, and it it helped them in the presidency and then get getting out the vote and then with this latest charade uh, it's all pointed towards winning the uh, two Georgia Senate seats because they basically have said that if you give uh, Biden those two seats, we're going to give you 2000 bucks. I mean, they're basically trying to buy this election with taxpayer money. And I have to give the Democrats uh, credit. They're like a pack of wolves. They don't have to get directions from anybody. They know exactly what to do, and they see uh, a, a tasty meal out there on the horizon. <laughs> That's a good perspective. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for checking in. You're welcome. Appreciate that. And before we go to break, one of our emailers correctly points out, Tom, pay attention. I hope Tom does not really think that hatred spelled backwards is red hat. If he does, he needs to go back to school. It is Durta, which is not a word that I know of. (laughs) Durta. 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 All right. Uh, Than is our next caller. Please stand by. We'll be right back. But we have other lines open, and Mr. Mark Stevens would like nothing other than to be put to good use and to answer those phones. 1-800-795-9565. Call us immediately if uh, you think the president was... Sooner, bot on, and uh, sh- sh- should have signed the bill and should have done the protest that he did, or was he wrong on both counts or wrong on one and not the other? I don't know. Give Durta, us some, that's my Durta. word. Last word before we go to break. Durta. Durta. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years. The Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Joe McGranahan is our fabulous uh, co-host today, so we appreciate him coming in. He was in the catbird seat last week, and uh, he's not going to be in the catbird seat for a while now. So Suits me. I'm oh. happy over here in my tent. Right. <laughs> yeah, I see you got the oxygen on double O2, yeah, O4. Well, put a little nitrous oxide in here, too. I'm going to be a very happy guy. But O3 is ozone. What's O4? Oh, who knows? But who give knows? it to me. I'll try it. <laughs> or spelled backwards. It's four. Red hat. <laughs> <laughs> Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Than, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Hey, how are you? The gang's all back. Huh? The deer hunter and the uh, uh, idea suppressor together again. Anyway, uh, my thought is I wonder if you guys are conflating three different bills that are before the Senate, the House, and the President. One of them is the military bill, which the President... I don't think, has signed yet. He vetoed the military spending bill, Than. He vetoed it several days ago. And I don't think the Senate and the House have come back to reverse that. Not veto. yet, no. So You're right. That okay. one's out of there, and I think Mark said 
that the uh, COVID bill gave people uh, in the military their salaries, and I don't think it does. And I also think there are two other bills. One's the COVID relief bill, which is separate from the keep the government going bill. No, they're both in, they're right both intertwined. Then they are intertwined. They were not two separate bills. They should have been, but they are one bill. Okay, uh, as and of course I didn't read five thousand pages, but other people know how to read, and so you give them little pieces to read. They come back and report to a congressman, and he has, in effect, explored the entire document. So saying they don't read them is just not correct. There are probably some people that are lazy that don't, but I think they do read them. And I, I don't know enough about this bill, Joe, to be sure, but I think when you conflate that they're having studies in Africa to find out if turtles walk backwards, I don't think that's having anything to do with COVID relief. Couldn't agree with you more. But then why is it in there? Well, I think it's two different bills, Joe. It's you, not, if, Dan. It's one you, bill. The COVID bill, it was all put together. They had to do two things in a hurry. They wanted to do COVID relief, and they had to fund the government and a stopgap measure and for the uh, period of time. They combined them both. They should have been separate. I agree with you there. They should have been completely separate, but they weren't. But you think that they're going to take COVID funds and fund turtles walking backwards. No, there's money in there for COVID funding. The problem is that instead of giving $2,000 to the Americans who need it, we're spending money on telling uh, Tunisian youth, we are, what is it, $126 million, so the Tunisian youth don't feel like a problem. That's one well, of the studies in there. You know, the fact you know nothing about science and studies <laughs> has, uh, is confusing to me. There are reasons to study that help us. Other countries do studies that help us. I don't know about uh, the one you're talking about. And in some cases, the good United States helps other countries because it's right. We part of anybody, any other country stimulus bill? Anybody sending us money? Just out of curiosity. Absolutely, when something happens in this. No, country, I'm talking about our stimulus stimulus money. We're spending oh, no, stimulus I'm money. Changing the subject like you do. No, what I'm just is, reading what's here, buddy. I'm just. I know you don't like it, but I, that's what's here. <laughs> What, uh, no, what about the stimulus money? Say that again. I'm saying, are we on any? Is any other country sending us money from their stimulus packages? Well, I, for one thing, uh, we are perhaps one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Rich people begging for money just doesn't look. If we were, good. if we were Although one of the richest Trump people in the world, then we wouldn't be printing them. We wouldn't be printing the money. We would be spending money we had set aside for a rainy day. But we're just printing this money. We're just making more, we're printing more money. We're going to round up, you know, fueling inflation down the road. Well, uh, you know, it was Donald Trump who called for $2,000 <laughs> in the stimulus package. And who agreed with him right away, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And me. Okay. My goodness, here's somebody so who I... hasn't been able to pay their $700 rent for a two-room apartment. For well, three... then you favor this but, Donald Trump, well, uh, Donald yeah, Trump's extravagance, huh? You, you favor, you're just saying you have no pr uh, problem with it, but now you're saying you're okay with all this money we're just printing to spend on people. Wait a minute. Isn't that what you do in a war? 
if we had a war, you would be so happy to print money. You were so happy to print money <laughs> when Trump used a trillion dollars uh, without having any funding for it to give you a measly little tax break and me no tax break. You didn't get any tax break, not a cent. No, no, not at all. And by the way, did you I get your last stimulus problem. check? You get the thousand dollars. Oh, I did, and okay. I did what I should do with it. I spent it as best I could. I supported local restaurants by having them deliver. I bought in local markets, and that's what you should do with a stimulus check, right? I agree. That stimulates the economy. Yeah, and that's what. Yes, I took the check, and yes, I would take a two thousand or the six hundred now. Honestly, it helps an old couple like Margaret and me a great deal. But there are people who are truly in trouble, and they're not getting much help from this government. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks for coming back. And Bambi's mom says thanks. <laughs> Bambi's mom. Okay. I'm sure she does. I'm, I'm gunning for her this weekend, too, so everybody's going to be fair game. All right. Thank you, Dan. What was it he called me? The idea suppressor is back? The idea suppressor. Can I suppress right. your ideas? Give Joe me an idea. I want to suppress it. Joe McGranahan, if you want to think small, talk to Joe. <laughs> hey, greetings, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us. We want to talk about our important sponsor, the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Uh, talk about a Ford Ranger. Order up a few of them, but then get an F-150. The Sunbury Motor Company is the place to buy these vehicles, as they have been for the better part of a century. Now they got the brand new Ford F-150 hybrid model with high uh, gasoline mileage, even better than before, and it's an opportunity for you to get the very latest technology in a truck that is just unlike any other. And believe it or don't, they have one on the lot at the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as my friend Kyle has done. Brag about, drive around in, order up your own, or do whatever it takes to make sure that you're part of the new F-150 that's there. Ernie and Austin will put you in a Kia. Jeff Clock will put you in a Ford or Jason Benper in a Lincoln, but that's just a few of the cast of great people who are down at the Sunbury Motor Company, perfectly willing to help you. Uh, you can go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Jeff will fix you right up and make sure that your car is ready to go for any New Year's Eve traveling that you have to do. Sunbury Motor Company is the place to do that. SunburyMotors.com. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. A man who has been waiting far longer than he will be talking on the radio is Bob from Sunbury. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yes. Uh, good, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm going to say over the years, I got a chance to talk to Merle Phillips about what it takes to make a bill. And uh, something just doesn't happen overnight. There's co committees and, and studies and of course, you're going to cross party lines. So, of course, at the last minute, it seems that over the years, uh, some of these uh, legislators, not just the present administration, but previous, sometimes wait to the last minute to do things, and instead they should take more time to study what really needs to be put in these bills. 
Well, that's true, and they can't just fix things overnight. Uh, the uh, fact is that if if they wanted to do what the president had asked, of course, Congress would have to go back to work this week, which they're not planning on doing. But it would take a long time, and uh, you know, the the government would be shut down. I think Tuesday was the deadline for the government shutdown, and um, people need the money now. So I think the president right. just acquiesced and decided, you know, he wanted his legacy to at least be, you know, what some humanity involved well, in this. I think it's on a different level than that. I mean, what choice did he have? If he needed to keep the government open, if he had shut down the government, if he had held to his convictions and said, this is too much money, this is too much pork, I'm going to let the government shut down. Can you imagine the left-wing media? They would have gone hysterical. Oh, he's shutting down the government. He's canceled unemployment and kelp for all <laughs> these people. Christmas. Yeah, you know, he's the Grinch who stole Christmas. If he signs it, then oh well, well he's funding pork. He's not, you know, he's doing this, doing that. He's so he can't win. He can't win. <laughs> well, yeah. that is yeah, true. I agree, no Joe. I agree. Of course, you being mayor, I mean, you know, you know that being mayor, you have <laughs> council meetings and things to discuss and all that. So you know, all of a sudden, you have to please your constituents and please the voters. So all of a sudden, the president is down to the last minute. and He's got to do something and. Yeah. All right. Okay. We got gotcha. you. Hey, Mom. thank you very much. Right, Thanks thank for calling in. Yeah, Take care. Appreciate that. Yeah, have a happy new year. Uh, upper right-hand corner, and this is an email from one week ago, but still timely. Right. Uh, Larry G. from Texas says, good morning. And he was referring to Steve at the time. Steve, what criteria do you all think the president-elect Biden is using to choose Pete Buttigieg as transportation secretary? He had a scandal in his city's transportation group. Fort Wayne residents wanted to impeach him, and the most the transportation experience he's ever had is a 60-city bus fleet. Thanks in advance for your position. Like I said, I, I, I think I'm more qualified to be Secretary of Transportation than he is. Well, I don't think anybody that Joe Biden has selected is absolutely positively the perfect person for these jobs. But what you hope is that they'll rise up and will you know become fabulous administrators of the swamp. But, but we talked last week know. about identity politics. This is all based on how people look, not how capable they are. You know, we talked about the fact that he's oh, appointed okay. so many black people, so many Hispanics, a Native American here. And you think and that's that the fine. Hispanic and black people he hired are unqualified? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying he's announced that he wanted his cabinet to look like America, and so he hasn't necessarily sought out the best person. He's sought the best blank person. In your the, opinion. Well, well your that's opinion what he's is, saying. It can't be substantiated. So you're, well, you, yes, it you can, can be substantiated. Okay, well, okay, you point out one of the blacks but, that he hired that well, you can me, prove well, that's not what I'm is saying. unqualified. What I, I'm not saying they're unqualified. I'm just saying that he said that he is pay, making these decisions not based on their qualifications, but on how they look. Now, he, is oh, justi- he has <laughs> justified <laughs> them. He has justified them. He has explained why he picked them, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> they serve at his pleasure. They're, they're his picks. But I just think that if we're talking about Dr. King and he said people should be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, we're judging people here. Do you we're judging really, the book by its cover. Do you really believe what you're saying? Yes. That the, the president-elect has selected people only because they're black. No, no. I, they are no. also qualified within that realm, but he okay. has not said he's looked for the very best qualified person, period. He has set criteria out that he said, I want, tell you that specifically. I want a female in this <laughs> oh, department, God. I want a black in this department, I want a Hispanic in this department, and that's fine. <laughs> that is his absolute right, and I'm sure they will be good people. I have no doubt that Joe Biden would, would pick incompetence deliberately. I don't believe he would do that. Gotcha. I'm just saying that I think that, you know, when you start out saying 
saying that you want to have the best woman in this department, the best black in this department. Are you not ignoring other possibilities? Oh, brother. It's no wonder Steve jumped in the river last week. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to Pete. What is wrong with that? Well, tell me why that's an invalid well, it's opinion. it's ridiculous to think that the, you've... Ex- you've uh, hold on. I already hit the button for Stan, but <laughs> okay. it's ridiculous to think that Joe Biden has chosen individuals just because I didn't say that. I said that he has a desire to fill these departments with minorities. He's done it, and he has justified them to the best of his ability. (laughs) I think they're qualified people, but he has not said that he looked far and wide for the best qualified person for the job. He's looked for the best qualified blank for the job. Right. Your your reasoning is so flawed that it... Def- they could be wonderful people. I mean, defies I, Trump, refutation. Trump put some pretty sketchy people in cabinet posts. I don't think Joe Biden has done that. I think the people that he's appointed are at least on the surface well, qualified, with the exception of Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> President Trump put people in the cabinet posts who But were, he has not picked an attorney general yet. I'll be very interested to see where he comes down on that one. Right. It's going to be a, a BIPOC Native American. All right, Stan, you're on the mark. Uh, as far as uh, Biden's uh, health and human services pick, right now that guy is the Attorney General of California. I'm sorry, but I have a hard time trying to figure out what that has to do with health and human services. <laughs> well, being you a, know, being the Attorney General, let's maybe the person is is smart. You know, I think like let's let's take Joe McGranahan for example. Uh, he is super smart. Now, while he was involved in running radio and was involved in you know managing sales and budgets and technology and keeping us up, uh, his kind of smarts could help you. It could help you if you needed to know something about history. It could help you if you needed to know something about computers, and he could have. Been been a person who could have easily slid into another job, maybe a job at another local company or something like that, because he has brains. Well, I think that is exactly what President-elect Joe Biden is doing. He's picking people who have brains, so they may not have exact qualifications. For example, here's a great example. What if uh, President Biden-elect Biden wanted you, Stan, to be somebody who could help come up with common-sense legislation who would make us safer? Have you ever laid your hand on a bill or uh, a pending piece of legislation in the U.S. government? No. (laughs) But guess what? You have brains, and you know you know common sense, street level uh, facts when you see them. So you'd be really well qualified for that. Even though well, they you notice <laughs> he ha- you notice he hasn't tapped Stan for that job. Well, but but you know I think well no he has what's his name for that which is even scarier. But but he could what's what's your current job title? I forget what precisely you do there. It depends on where you're talking. Okay, you're talking to my job up in Bloomsburg, in Bloomsburg or right here in the shop. Bloomsburg. Uh, maintenance mechanic. Okay, so here, so the uh, whoever is criticizing Joe Biden would say, "Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're trying to come up with some common sense gun regulations, even repealing some unnecessary regulations, and maybe imposing some new ones if they might keep us safer." And we've hired a maintenance mechanic. But you're 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 confusing these two things. You're talking about the fact that Stan has the knowledge to serve a specific place in government based on his knowledge of weapons, his knowledge of guns, and and how people react to them and use. Them and that he is well qualified for. But if they said, oh, I'm going to take this guy over here, or this woman over here who knows nothing about guns, but I need a woman in this position and put her in, now Stan's been shafted. All right. If, you, if you're, if you're <laughs> certain. That was the country has, because <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't get it. You know, okay, I'll assume that the guy, the AG in California is a smart guy, okay, because he passed the bar, so he has to know something about law. But I don't believe he knows squat about health and human services, and that's the position that Biden wants to put him in. You don't and think I don't so. think that if you got the problems we have right now, you want a guy that has no idea about health and human service, other than he knows that he's alive, and if he has problems, he goes to the hospital to get treated. That's about as much as I think he knows. Well, who's in there now? I think Dr. Levin would have been a better choice for that position if he wanted to reach into <laughs> one of the states. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop there, Joe, because I ain't going to go there. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. We're off, We're off the rails here. You know, I, I just, you know, it just... This this race-based and gender-based and all this crap that there's going on to get people in certain positions is a bunch of bull. Right. All right. Gotcha. All right. I want qualified people in positions. And I don't care what they look like, what color their skin is, you know, what they do in their bedroom, what they do in their <laughs> private time, as long as they're not doing anything illegal. Don't care. I just want them to know what they're doing, and why can't we have that? (laughs) Is it possible that any of these uh, myriad of people that reflect America's true makeup, uh, women and people of color and blacks and uh, Hispanics, is it possible that they are qualified? I, I didn't say that. I didn't oh, say that. He likes, yes, he likes there to, may be some of those. He what likes to twist the arguments. That then. I know okay. for at least one that has absolutely no qualifications to be in that position. Okay, well, that's obviously not an ideal hire then. If they have absolutely positively no hire and all they have is brains, well, then maybe that's And when not Joe perfect. Biden reaches out to you for that gun position, Stan, will you let us know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll jump right on that. Remember. But, yeah, I don't see that ever happening considering he wants to increase regulations. He wants to take people's freedoms, and he wants to take their guns, no matter what the left says, because it's come out of his mouth, not mine. Right. In the past, no argument there. Okay. Thank you so much, Stan. Well, maybe you could take the job, though. You could be a mitigating factor to help save us gun owners from (laughs) onerous regulation. That'll never happen, because he don't care. (laughs) All right. Well, that's true. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Really appreciate the call. We got our next caller ready, and our next text ready, and our next email ready. Uh, So we'll be right back, and we're going to hit those methods of communication shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Speedy dialers only. We have employed and deployed a fine, fabulous temporary producer in the form of Mr. Mark Stevens. So we thank him for doing that. I think he's doing the Steve Jones Show, too, one or two days this week. So Busy he's, guy. He's a great fill-in, so we appreciate that. All right, Van, you have been holding, so you are now on the radio. Good morning. Yeah, to me, Biden's pick for cabinet members just mirrors his pick for VP. You know, he was told, basically, he had to pick a woman of color to be his running mate. So that's exactly what he did. But the Democrats, when the whole primary took place, they decided they wanted to push Biden out there because he was the only one who wasn't an extreme leftist that America would even consider to vote for because all the other people running for office, they were all so far left no one wanted anything to do with them. Right. The big deal was to get President Trump out. That was the first thing. And beyond that, everything's gravy. Well, it's, it's like Biden and the, the whole left. Just just look at the mess with with what our Congress did, pushing this bill through at the last minute to basically pressure Trump into having to sign this bill. And, of course, Pelosi and her cronies, they could have passed a COVID relief bill way back in October, but they did not. And then they they flip the table and try to say it's Trump that's trying to keep money from reaching the American people while it was them that drug their feet because they didn't want to have a bill out there because they don't care about the American people. That's why they can give away all this money to other countries like Joe brought out to Fan when Fan called in. You know, There's no country that gives us money. We're $26.5 trillion <laughs> in debt. And yet our government, the, the so-called leaders of America decide they want to give money away, so it just puts more weight on the American taxpayer, and sooner or later this, this country is going to crumble. And like I've said repeatedly on your program, globalism is what the left, they love it. They want to see this country collapse. They want our borders taken away from They want our sovereignty taken away from us. They want our freedom of speech and the right to have guns taken away from us. And we are, we are losing those. We're, we're losing our freedom of speech, no doubt, because there's many things. If I would say what, what I thought was the truth on this program, you would shut me down in certain areas because there's no freedom of speech when you cross certain boundaries laid out by the left through the political correctness that's so prevalent in America. What, it, was this Nashville guy a globalist? That was the one speculation that, that, was, oh, uh, that he was have, part of this plan. I have no idea. He was a wicked person, so I would say that in that sense he's along with the globalists because, to me, the globalists are wicked people that they're for themselves, just like many of our politicians. They're, they're for lining their pockets with money. That's why you have all this pork going on. They're going to get their kickbacks, and everything's going to be hunky-dory for them, and people like us are going to be really put in a, in a bad position. All right. Good point. We got you. All right. Thank you so much, Good Van. Point, Thanks Van. for Thank bringing you. us uh, that great perspective. Right. We always appreciate that. All right. We got a last minute caller coming in right now. We got a last minute email. Right. The email is an answer to uh, the Stan's uh, question about uh, the California Attorney General for Health and Human Services. Why not simply look up Mr. Becerra's qualifications from the New York Times? Quote As Attorney General in California, he has been at the forefront of legal efforts on health care, leading 20 states in the District of Columbia and a campaign to protect the affordable 
Affordable Care Act from being dismantled by his Republican counterparts. He has also been vocal in the Democratic Party about fighting for women's health. Do people really think Alex Azar, a former Big Pharma exec, was better qualified? Well, and I think what these presidents do, and this has been all the way through, they pick a brainy person who they think will be loyal and will be able to be somewhat capable and to keep their version of the swamp going. So you can delete that one. That's Keep the swamp going. Keep decades. the swamp so, alive. All right. Yeah, X that one out. We're done with that. All right. One. All right. So anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Buzz is on the line. Here I am chit-chatting about nothing. Go ahead, Buzz. You're on the mark. That's okay. I just wanted to remind your last caller, you should do more reading and less listening to Fox News, that the, the Democrats have been trying to pass a COVID bill all all fall, and Mitch McConnell and the others would not let that happen. So it's not like the Democrats weren't trying to make this happen. It just didn't fall along the lines of uh, what everybody else liked. Well, are not the Republicans also in favor of slowly imposing this new world order? No, not really. Come on now. I just heard it. <laughs> well, and to, to Buzz's point, and I think he makes it fair, when the Democrats were putting a bill out, but the president said he wasn't going to sign any bill that uh, funded uh, the states to the tune of billions of dollars to take care of their pension problems. If we could have agreed initially on just the stimulus for citizens who are unemployed, if we could have agreed on all that stuff without tacking all Which the others like on, it could have passed. Billion of this bill yep. is, is that, that would have been the way to go but that that'll never happen <laughs> no you're right that won't happen no. uh, you know that everybody has to tack on their pork all right well to thanks, be con- yeah thanks, thank you Buzz. so much Buzz. thanks for checking in all right finally one more email or text and that'll wrap us up says i think the same hatred for trump that tom has expressed has infected than <laughs> i don't be hard to tell which one of those was the distributor and which one was the receiver <laughs> You gonna say anything? <laughs> I, I just don't get you today, but uh, I know. Well, you I don't get you me most you. Oh. days. All right, the California AG has no qualifications other than being a leftist. If he was a doctor, I could understand. A lawyer doesn't cut it. <laughs> well, you got to be smart to be a lawyer. And a well, doctor. I think you're pretty smart to be a doctor, too. What we need is a maintenance mechanic in there. <laughs> Smartest guy in Bloomsburg. Well, Danville and uh, Bloomsburg when he's there. See you tomorrow. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.